calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. On this episode, we had Lorraine reach out to us. Lorraine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be able to share this experience. Yeah, absolutely. So you emailed us wanting to come on. How did you hear about Real Hauntings? So I follow Real Ghost Stories online um, with Tony Bruschi, and I got all caught up with him. So I just branched out to see what else was there. And I saw y'all's little emoji, the little boo. I was like, oh, that seems pretty cool. And I just been hooked ever since. Oh, awesome. We love when you listeners find us and we really love when they're able to come on and share their stories. Is there any particular episodes you've really enjoyed along the way? All of them have, have been pretty good. I, I, um, as, when I'm listening, I'm working too. So I'm like, I'll be mm-hmm. listening and then somebody's talking to me and I'm like, shh, go away. I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> but really the ones that, um, when they just share their experience of, of what they went through, whether it was a dream they had, a premonition, or they actually saw something. So I like the actual story stories. They're pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I think that's all of our favorites. Absolutely. Kat and JJ, I feel like it's been a little bit since I've seen you guys. How have y'all been doing? We've been good. Sorry, we've been a little MIA lately. We were in Kansas for a little bit, and but here we are and excited to jump into some ghost stories. Yeah. Well, last question before we jump into Lorraine's story. So when you're at home with your family or both of you are at home with JJ's family, does Real Hauntings come up? Do you tell them about the podcast? Do you, are you like, hey guys, we got this podcast that like has 400,000 downloads. Do you, do you bring that up at all? I, I have told my parents about the podcast. I don't think they really understand what the word podcast means. So I know <laughs> that they have not uh, heard it. But um, I know like some of my cousins uh, will listen to like an episode or two. So yeah, it occasionally comes up with the cousins. All right. Well, let's jump into Lorraine's story. So Lorraine, as you know, we like to find out where our guests fall on the Believo-meter. Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts. Ten ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? 
Oh, I'm definitely a 10. I've had so many experiences that it's just, it's just something that you can't be like, oh, okay, that's explainable. No, it's, you can't explain like a dark shadow in the corner when you know something shouldn't be there. Right. Mm. Have you always uh, been a 10? Yeah, so I pretty much grew up in two houses that were haunted. Um, one was when my grandmother passed away in the room I was sleeping in, and then my grandfather passed away. And then the second house was a little bit more of an attachment towards my sister, but it affected everybody in the home. And of course we heard stuff, saw stuff. I've had sleep paralysis there three times and that's not fun whatsoever. most worst feeling ever yeah i I, I know kat and i get sleep paralysis i hate i hate going through yeah it's it's just like you're just sinking and you're you're trying to call for help and it's just like a heavy weight oh god i I have found lately that melatonin has been triggering like crazy dreams for me i don't know if everybody else goes through that yeah absolutely (laughs) especially higher doses because it's creating like double or triple the amount of yeah whatever your neurotransmitter is being released at that time. So Lorraine, we would love to hear about some of those hauntings in those two houses before we get into your main story, if you'd like to share those. When I was about maybe five or six, from what I can remember, just that feeling of fear, just that dreading feeling. I remember walking down, um, you have to pass the, like the, the dining room to get to the living room. And everybody's scared of the dark when you, you know, turn the light on, you run really fast and turn it right back off. Like this was legit fear. I was so scared and I didn't know why, because nobody talked about spirits or ghosts in my family. They didn't be like, oh, it's, you know, it's grandma checking up. No, it was just fear. And I couldn't explain it. I couldn't really talk about it because they're just like, oh, you're making it up. You know, you're watching scary stuff. And it's like, no, like there's something there that's so heavy and it has an effect on a six-year-old, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say within the first house, it was the feeling of somebody watching me, uh, hearing hearing little subtle noises that just, just didn't make sense. I know we played with a Ouija board one time. Do not do, children, do not do. Or adults. adults. Oh my gosh. I've heard so many stories where they're like, there's a demon in the house. Oh, I I did a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. That explains it. Yeah. But um We actually had at uh back back when uh the three of us did improv together, we had a a show at our our theater that was called Ouija Board. uh Um that like played during Halloween. And I remember I was working like box office for that show just like taking tickets and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and we had there was like one lady who like came in saw like on the list of shows that one was called Ouija board and just was like uh-uh I don't mess with that and just like <laughs> turned around and left like she was, yeah she came ready to pay for a show and then she was like no I gotta get out of here so which that was kind of my first time like really like I I had kind of like played with a Ouija board once at a, at a party where like no one was really like taking it seriously. And yeah, there was like no was, warning. Yeah, that was kind of the first time I had like realized like, oh, is this, this is something that people like are very seriously like, like take into consideration. Um, so 
that kind of she sounded awoke very... my eyes to uh, a new way of seeing Ouija boards, which yeah. I thought was just a game. She sounds well, very smart. Yeah, well, what's yeah. funny is it's like thinking of thinking back to it, it's like, you know, we used to get these as Christmas presents because my sister got one in the 90s and it was a pink one. It's like, oh, hey, just because it's pink doesn't mean it can't release a demon. Right. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mattel. You know, your very own demon in a box. It's like uh, a pink mace still hurts as much as like, you know, exactly. any other mace. Okay, yeah. so the house that we're we're in right now that you're telling the story in, can you like paint a picture of what it looks like? Is it very old? So, What's going on? I do remember one time in the restroom when they were remodeling, there was like this latch right between the tub and the sink. And I was like, hmm. So I lift it up and I see straight to the ground and I'm like, okay, how long has this latch been here? Like, that's kind of, like, I saw a couple like toys and I saw like, I think a shoe, there's like a hat. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put that back down. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, evil dead this house just yet. <laughs> but it was a pretty small home. You walk in, it's the living room, fireplace against the wall. You take a left, it's the dining room with the kitchen right behind where the fireplace is. And then it's one, one bedroom at the end of the hallway, restroom, another bedroom and another bedroom. So it's all pretty, pretty tight. It's, it's an older home. And it was me, my sister, my brother, my mom, and my grandfather. And, you know, we just didn't realize how much negative energy was around us until we got older and kind of like, hey, did you experience that? You know, like, oh yeah, like that happened to me too. So it's not just a six-year-old's imagination because fear is very real. And it's a, it's such an ugly feeling to have, you know, so mm -hmm. she as a child, you know. And is that the home that you said that um, one of your grandparents visited you or you felt their, their presence in the home? <clears throat> yes. So the room I was sleeping in was the room my grandmother used to have. And I always felt weird in there. I always felt like I was... Um, being watched and then once I got older my mom was like oh yeah your grandma passed away in this room she she passed away in her sleep and I'm like oh okay thanks so it kind of explained a little bit more of why I was feeling some type of way but it it did it didn't explain the heaviness because you know a grandmother's spirit is pretty love joy you feel you know just not heavy it's just like like a joyful feeling so mm -hmm. I think just whatever, whatever was heavy was more powerful than the happiness that was supposed to be from a grandmother. I think just the heaviness took over and just kind of followed our family, unfortunately. So it seems like you're pretty sensitive to the energy um, of spirits or supernatural. Have you had any auditory or did you have any auditory or visual experiences in that home? Um... And that one, no, not until the second house, um, which was my father's house. In the second house, it was, you'd hear a knock. You would hear somebody talking and nobody was home. You would hear the TV on, but you know, it, you're the only one home type of thing. Visual, oh, I'll never forget when I saw a black orb come out of my parents' bedroom 
float out of the room down the stairs towards the kitchen i was like no never mind i'm gonna go back to my room where i'm I'm fine i'm fine it was just i remember it so vividly because i was i remember it was a thunderstorm and as soon as the lightning hit i saw the black mass and i was like no no i'm gonna go back to my room it's just thunderstorms not that scary did you say black mask or a black mass Oh, okay. I was like, God, there was a mask too. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Did it? Did the orb kind of like linger, or did it like flash by really quickly? No. So, I when I went to open the door, because uh, as soon as you leave my room, it's my room used to be the garage. So as soon as you leave the room, you see the living room, and right to the right is the laundry room area, and then my parents' bedroom. So I remember walking towards the door the door opening and I was like, oh, my mom, she probably hears me. And then I don't see her, but I see something float. Like here's the doorway. I see something float underneath it down towards the kitchen area. And kind and of we, like a slow, like gradual. Yes. Oh, yeah. So like if a cat was walking in slow motion, oh. just very slow. And we had cats, but we didn't have a black cat. Mm. So right. I, or I assume an orb-shaped cat. <laughs> right. Oh, Orby, come here. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's a little bit weird. And then um, in my room is where I had sleep paralysis. Um, now, would you be visited by beings while you had sleep paralysis? Like for me, it's always spiders. Did you have anything happen? I remember you said spiders. My very first one, it was an apparition, but of just clothing. Hmm. He, it was a red shirt and blue shorts. That's all I could see. And I could see the arm movements walking towards me. And I was in bed looking at, at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is going on right now? But I could see like the legs moving as if there was a person, but it was just the clothes. And then the second time I had sleep paralysis, it was a voice. It was like an old granny voice. Like, let's <clears throat> see if I can do it real quick. I remember looking towards the TV, laying on the couch, and it was like, Lorraine. Oh no. Lorraine. Oh, no. And it was coming towards my from my room. And I'm like, I'm just frozen on the couch, like, and it was getting closer and closer and closer. And I was by myself. My mom wasn't there. Nobody was home. So I was like, but when I think about that one, I think about the old hag. I don't know if you've heard of that when it comes to sleep paralysis. Mm -mm. Oh, uh-uh, explain. Yes. So the a lot of people, when they talk about sleep paralysis, they talk about a heaviness on your chest. And if you ever look up the old hag, it's this old, like, golem-looking old lady thing that's sitting on your chest, and her only reason for being there is trying to pretty much kill you. That's why you have the heaviness on your chest. Lovely. Yeah. So, and if you, if you see the picture, you, she looks like a little old lady. So when I heard the voice calling out my name, like a creepy little old lady, I'm like, it's, it's an old hag trying to pretty much kill me. I was like, no, I'm not ready to go yet. I have a shift at like two. No, I, I'm just taking a nap. <laughs> I got to go to work. And um, yeah, there, there's some more stuff. There's actually a lot more stuff that went on there. Um, I would need like 10 hours to explain, but yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I was just gonna say, so in that place you felt like it was negative energy 
you would get, you would feel that way. Um, and you would see, and you only saw the black orb once, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you would have yeah. more instances of sleep paralysis. <clears throat> so like, it was, it was like, um, I remember a picture frame fell off and there was really no possible way it could have because the hook was literally like a fish hook. It was one of those like mm -hmm. arched ones. So the frame was sitting on it mm -hmm. and that fell off. Um, my mom said that she once heard like a witch's cackle outside of their bedroom. Oh, wow. So she was like, whoever your father was messing with, they brought um, Bruja on us, which is like a witch's curse. And I'm like, in high school like what is going on like that's right. kind of creepy um but my sister she was the one who could see um spirits apparitions she said that she had a, a demon attached to her that's not really harmful but is attached to her because of trauma type of um stuff so wow uh, and did you ever get any explanation other than like what your mom said uh about your father of why the home may have been so haunted so my dad was an alcoholic um he and they say alcoholism is is another cause for depression so when you're really really low down sick that things can attach to you when it's when you're at your lowest point because that's what it feeds off of and like i said this wasn't talked about in my home it wasn't Hey, you know, I, I want to tell you guys about, you know, some spirits. No, it was, oh, it's, you're just making it up. Um, oh, it's, you know, just your head playing tricks on you. But looking back at it, it's like, okay, my dad was an alcoholic. There was, there was um, semi-abuse growing up. Um, looking back with my, talking with my sister, it was like, you know, it was, it was kind of a, an abusive home. So I think something attached to us. But nobody ever wanted to go into detail. Now, I'd, I'm the only one who's really into all the ghosts, spirits, demons. And then, of course, my sister who does, she does readings with some of her friends. She does the cleanses. But I remember my mom said one time, she was talking to her friend and she said, we, we really need to get this house cleansed because of the negative energy. I believe that happened right after my dad passed away. I was going to add in how... Uh, you know, a lot of the stories we get are about people who in the moment maybe didn't realize what was happening, but when they're older, they talk to family members and siblings and realize yeah. they all went through the same thing. It makes me think like right now, how many kids or, or even just us are experiencing things that we're like, oh, it's no big deal. Or we're told to yeah. just ignore it. And in 20 years, you know, you might talk about it with your friends or your family and be like, oh, wait, maybe that was something more. And it's more than just like ghosts and everything. It could be like, like you shared abuse or, or um, you know, depression or just things going on in your family. And our, our neighbor across the street, um, they have a child that's in middle school and he can actually see spirits. He can actually see ghosts and, and he feels energy. So when the parents were telling me about it and I said, this may sound rude to you guys, but I mean it in the most wholeheartedly way. I said, just acknowledging that he sees something that's not really supposed to be there. And that's pretty cool. I said, a lot of parents are just like, oh, you're seeing stuff. Oh, that's, you know, just stop playing around. Like you guys actually take the time to hear what he has to say. 
describe what he's seeing so he doesn't feel so alone. So he'll tell them like, you know, mom, I saw this man and go into detail. And they're just like, okay, well, tell him to leave you alone. Tell him that it's time that, you know, you're going to go to bed now. So I was like, that's really, really good for you guys. I said, I, I know it sounds rude, but I think it's so cool. They're just looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. So yeah. Now, does he come into play in your main story that you came here to talk about, or is that a different? Um, so after we moved back, after she passed away, um, I did ask the mom, our, our neighbor, I said, you know, when, when he came over to play, did he see anything? Did he feel anything? And we should, um, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we should specify who you're talking about. I don't think we've established that. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yes, my, okay, her name is Alina. Yeah, her name is Alina. Um, when Alina passed away, we moved back from Beaumont, Texas, back to Corpus Christi, Texas, because this is where she's buried. And uh, we made friends with our neighbors, and a, Jay came over for a play date. So she asked him, like, did you see anything? Did you see her? Did you feel Alina? He's like, no, Mom, it, it was very peaceful. I didn't feel anything, you know, so... To me, I'm like, okay, good. She's not lingering around. She's not, um, you know, because my my biggest fear was that she's stuck in this plane. Because as a as a baby, you know, she's probably like, mommy, why can't you hear me, mommy? You know, mommy, I see you, but you can't see me, mommy. I'm talking to you. So I'm just like, okay, I know she's not here. I know she's crossed over. Type of um, relief. So. Yeah, but that was only one time. I, I never brought it up because I know it's kind of sensitive to her about her son. So I'm just like, I won't ask anymore. You have felt over time, though, that your daughter's presence is around you or she has visited? <sighs> she hasn't visited me. I think I'm just so stressed and overwhelmed with, you know, being a parent, life, bills, health, mental health, that I'm just not at peace to where she can come to me, that I'm just that my body's just so heavy and stressed that I, I can't relax. And I feel like that's when she is able to come because some of my friends say, hey, your your daughter was in my dream. Uh, I had a dream about uh, Alina. Uh, and then my, my husband too, he's like, oh, I had a dream about her. It was, it was really great. She was hugging me. I could feel her. And I'm like, what the heck? Why can't, why can't she come see me? But at the end of the day, I toss and turn all night. I hardly get any sleep um, because when she passed, she passed in her sleep. So we have a, a nine month old that I constantly check on. Mm -hmm. So even though he may be peacefully asleep, PTSD kicks in and I'm like, no, is he okay? I need to go check on him. So I'm never really relaxed. I'm never at peace. So I don't think something's blocking. I feel like something's blocking her coming to me. And I think it's just myself. It's kind of weird to explain. I, I can't imagine how uh, painful that must have been for you going through that. Thank you for, you know, being open and sharing that with us. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, maybe some who have gone through something similar will really appreciate hearing that. And I'm, I'm glad that like, it, it sounds like, you know, you have people who maybe have like, some kind of medium abilities assuring you that that uh, your daughter is in a good place uh, and is not not lingering, as you said. So that's it's great to that yeah. you have that assurance. How long have you lived next to the neighbor with the little boy? 
Um, it's going to be two years next May. We've, um, we've lived in Corpus. So we're born and raised in Corpus, moved to Beaumont for work, and then came back down once um, Alina had passed away. So we've been here since 20, May of 2020. And can you share the story with us about your daughter visiting your friend's daughter? Yeah, so last year, summer of 2020, we found out we were having a baby. And uh, during our baby shower, one of my husband's friend's wife bought me all these gifts. She was constantly, you know, hey, this is on your registry. Like, I've never met her. I've, I've only met her on Facebook. We talked a couple times. And so I told her, hey, you know, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, then it finds out that she has a daughter who would be Alina's age. So I'm like, oh, you know, that's that's really great. Maybe you're in my life for a reason. So we started hanging out and I think we hung out about twice with them and the kids when the experience happened. Um, it was July 4th weekend, 2020. And she calls my husband and she's like, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of Rain. She's not answering. And we're like, you know, we're at the lake. We don't have our phones. She's like, I really need to talk to her. Um, something happened. So I, I, I answer and I'm like, hey, what's going on? She said, um, Emma said that Alina came to visit her in her dream. And I said, what do you mean? She, and she, she starts explaining. So she said, Emma, are you sure it's Alina and not Elena? Cause they have a cousin named Elena. Mm -hmm. She goes, no mommy, it was Alina. That she goes, well, what happened? She was flying mommy. She had a unicorn. She, there was flowers everywhere. It was so pretty. She took me to where she was in the sky. She showed me um, that we looked down and that she could see mommy and daddy. And she said that she has family here. So when my friend's telling me this and I'm thinking like, there's no way that this could happen. I said, but this friend doesn't seem like somebody who would take my, my trauma and, you know, twist it. So I was like, okay, well, let, um, let me hear her out a little bit more. So she's like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to translate baby talk into <laughs> words. So she's like, you know, mommy, Alina gave me a flower. She's so nice. I want to go back. Uh, I want to go back where she was. It was so pretty. She had uh, her unicorn because she loves unicorn. All her stuff we have for her is unicorns. Wow. Unicorns, pink, um, the little girly stuff. So so she's she's trying to ask her more questions like, okay, well, what happened? What happened? But it's kind of hard for a four-year-old to kind of, you know, recall a lot of stuff. So I just told her, you know, um, do me this one favor. I said, I'm not going to ask you to bombard her with questions. Show her a picture of Alina. I said, show her a picture and see if that's, if that's her. So she goes, okay, hold on. And then she's like, she said, that's the little girl who she saw. That's the little girl who gave her the flower. That's the little girl who visited her. And mind you, Emma never met Alina. We've never met them. We just met them when we moved back. Alina had already passed away. So there was no possible way for, for Emma to know who Alina was. Mm -hmm. wow. But thinking about it, and I said, you know, 
maybe us hanging out with them, Alina saw it as, hey, that's a little girl who looks like me. Maybe I can, you know, send a message or um, she could see me. If, you know, mommy and daddy can't see me, maybe she could see me. So that's, that's what I think that she, she found an attachment to Emma because that would have been somebody her age. That would have been a friend because Alina was very friendly. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was the, the dream that kind of stuck with me the most. Um, and I, I'm so happy it happened to Emma because, you know, uh, Alina was a very friendly little girl and to show her, Hey, you know, this is where I live. This is, you know, what I get to do up here. I get to fly around. I get to check up on mommy and daddy. And it's, it's really great. It, it was really, really nice to know that she's doing okay. It's, it's, it's reassuring. Yeah. You know. That's such a beautiful picture too that she that a four year old was able to communicate exactly. to you. Yeah. It's pretty that cool. had to be a pretty like breathtaking moment to hear mm -hmm. somebody who never really interacted with your daughter describe her likeness, you know, what she was into, her current surroundings, and then verify it through the picture. Mm -hmm. Did that seem to give you some peace, like some peace of mind after you heard that? Oh yeah, it it was it was so nice to know that she was happy and and you know because when she passed it wasn't like um, an explanation. Her cause of death is unknown because she's completely healthy. There is nothing wrong with her. So it's not like when somebody who's very sick they pass away and they're like, oh, he's happy and healthy now. She was a happy, healthy. She was happy and healthy now. But now she's just a happy child again. She's, you know, going to be with family members who she never got to meet. She's with my father, passed away when um, I was in high school, so she never met him. And another dream was actually from my mom. She said that um, she said that the day after she passed away, she saw Alina on top of the hill. And that Alina looked confused. She was looking around. She, she didn't know where she was. But when she turned, she said, grandpa, and she started running and she ran to ran into my father's arms. And we've had pictures of my dad, my dad around and I'll tell her, look, this is your grandpa. This is your other grandpa. You never got to meet him. Uh, so she said that Alina turned and ran to her grandpa that she never got to meet. But in the spirit world in you know, heaven, they get to be reunited. So I was like, oh, I said, that makes me feel even more better that, you know, she's, she's okay. She's, she's somewhere safe. I know she's somewhere safe. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's wow. beautiful. I yeah. will always believe a child's story or just stories of children and visions more than anything else. I just think that they connect more and mm -hmm. see more and interpret the world in a less biased way than we do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. You also had an experience with a medium, is that correct? Yes. So last year, which was um, the summer, yeah, summer, tw summer 2020, right before uh, we found out we, we were, we were pregnant. Um, we, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I, I got my dates mixed up. Fourth of July was actually 2021. That's when that happened. 2020, the summer of 2020 is when I spoke to the medium. Um, her name is Linda. She's based out of Austin, Texas. Um, 
and I just told her, hey, um, I just want to know that my daughter's okay. Can you just let me know she's she's okay? So I went in a little bit biased, like, okay, maybe it's one of those, you know, fruity ones just trying to make money. One, maybe it's somebody who's just pulling my chain, but I said, you know what, let me just give it a try. So she, she uh, called me, uh, we talked over the phone, and she kept talking about higher beings, higher spirits, I believe she said. She's like, I'm not talking to ghosts. I'm not talking to spirits. I'm talking to, oh, your higher self. That's what she said, that everybody has a higher self. That's kind of like, um, I want to say like your, your own third eye, but you don't really know it's your third eye. So she's like, she's asking questions, you know, is Alina okay? They said, yes. Is she safe? They said, yes. Did she, um, was she sick? said no how did she pass in her sleep okay and i hadn't told her anything i hadn't given her any details i just said you know my my daughter passed away and so then she goes on to try and connect to alina alina's higher self and she starts talking about how alina wasn't meant to be on earth long it wasn't her destiny to be here long enough she was an older soul who she was before was a little girl around the same age who died at the hands of her mother's boyfriend Mm. so hearing this i'm like my my baby was hurt by somebody else and you know it kind of made sense as to alina's soul not wanting to be here because she was scared because she had already died before and she wanted to come back but she was scared and that's pretty much pretty much what the medium told me was alina wanted to come back but she was scared she didn't want to stay long because she was already hurt before Mm -hmm. so her soul and my soul made an agreement that i would bring her into this world but she wasn't going to stay long i didn't know when it was going to happen i didn't know how old she was going to be just that she wasn't meant to stay long and you know i'm i'm bawling i'm crying like this isn't fair why would my soul even agree to that but she's like uh the medium said alina was a mirror of what you wanted as a child she got love and affection that you didn't get that you uh, missed out on so she was a, a mirror of you so i was like okay that that makes a little bit of sense And then it was um, that she wanted to come back. Alina wanted to come back, but she wanted to come back as a boy. She was like, uh, she's fighting her way through to come back to you. I was like, well, what does that mean? She goes, well, you're going to have a baby. Uh, I don't know when, though, but you're going to have a baby and Alina's going to come back. And I'm like, so I hadn't told her we were trying for a baby either. I hadn't mentioned anything about it. And so then she just stops and she's like, March, 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 March. She goes, you're going to have a baby boy in March. So this was summer of 2020. And we had our son March, 2021. Wow. Wow. Yes. And seeing our son is this exact image of Alina. It is the splitting image, like as if they were twins. 
So just hearing that and I'm, and I've told my story a couple, a couple of times to people and some are like, wow, that's amazing. And some are like, oh, that's complete BS. That's she's right. pulling your chain. And I'm like, well, if she is, she hit the nail. Like how was I? Hmm? Oh, uh, what did you name your son? His name is Ace. He is what a, a cool name. Yeah, his name is Ace Anthony. And then um, Alina's middle name is Alina Rain, which was a part of uh, my name. And of course, a nickname in high school. But yeah, he's, she is, he is the exact splitting image of her, of what she would be. So sometimes when we look at him, we'll be like, Alina, is that you? Is that you coming back to us? And he's just there babbling. I'm like, is that you, Alina? And then the the medium says, you know, uh, don't be surprised if you have another baby after that. And I was like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> no so, I've never really thought that's a very new uh description of like the higher self thing we mm -hmm. haven't really gotten that before yeah it's really interesting to think mm -hmm. about um you know I I've definitely heard about like we our souls can talk somewhere else and then they decide who goes down and when yeah. long um but the, I guess the overreigning question is why can't we remember our higher selves or why yeah you know what is that disconnect that's a whole new topic i just have known yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where like dimensions come to play like maybe she sees like another me in another dimension and she's talking to that person and not make i mean because i'm sure i would know if i talked to this lady before so i'm it's probably like another plane another dimension that she's able to see these spirits because she told me she's like i don't talk to spirits i don't sit here channel ghosts and you know, do the whole crystal ball thing. No, I talk to higher, your higher self. And I said, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting. But she, I mean, she hit it on the nail because as soon as we talked, I told my husband about it and I didn't know that I was already pregnant when I was talking to her. So I was like a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. that's when the time frame of March came. So I was like, Oh, I was already pregnant and I didn't even know. Right. So. Well, Lorraine, thank you so much for sharing all of that. That's uh, an emotional journey for sure. I have a young child, so um, it's pretty impactful hearing all of that from beginning to end. And, you know, I think you're brave for coming on a medium, like a podcast and sharing that story where, not everybody believes in ghosts, you know, not everybody believes in spirits and everybody believes in an afterlife, but you know, this is your story. And I think the important thing is, is what you believe, how this journey affects you, regardless of, you know, what anybody else believes. So I think without a doubt, this is going to help other people that hear it, you know, it may give some people hope or some relief, or if any, you know, if, if nothing else, it's going to make people more curious about what we're all trying to dive into, which is what is this supernatural? So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No, thank you. Like I said, thank you for having me. Um, I love sharing my story. I love talking about her. She, oh, I have a picture of her right here. I'm going to try to see it. Aww. Oh, she's beautiful. So, yeah. Little one. That's, that's Alina. Um, no, I, I love talking about her. I love talking about my experiences. It, it took a while to, to open up about it, but you know, people ask me like, well, what happened? And so I'll, I'll go in detail and, and tell them. It, it doesn't hurt me as much anymore. I just want my story to be heard because I don't want other parents to feel like they're alone. 
you know, yeah. a, a lot of, you know, nobody should have to, first of all, nobody should have a child away from them ever, not even on my worst enemy. Yeah. But just so they know they're not alone, that there's other parents out there. Well, um, before we get you out of here, is there anything you would like to plug or leave with our listeners? Um, I mean, if anybody would like to follow me, um, I do have Facebook, Instagram. I post her pictures. I kind of go into um, little detailed descriptions of her. Uh, it's Lorraine Valdez, just uh, V-A-L-D-E-Z. And with her anniversary coming up because she passed Christmas Eve 2019, I'm going to be posting a little bit more um, about her, kind of a remembrance of her. And definitely a shout out to parents who lost a child. Don't be afraid to to connect with me. I, I, I met with somebody who lives in London that we connected because of a loss of a child. Wow. wow. Well, our uh, thoughts will certainly be with you as well. And man, what a, what a great episode. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank so you, nice Lorraine. to meet you. So with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. I'm Lorraine. (laughs) Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.